Authors on the Air. Um, my guest today is Susan Furlong. Um, she is a mom. She's a wife. She's a former teacher. And she's a very, very prolific writer. Susan, welcome to Authors on the Air. Thank you, Pam. I appreciate being here. Uh, I'm so impressed with your bio you and your list of writing. Now, the, the new book is called The Killer's Wife. Uh, this is a thriller, and this releases in seven days. So next Tuesday, it officially releases. So please go to your favorite bookseller and go to Amazon if you have to, especially during Prime Days, and get Susan Furlong's book. It's F-U-R-L-O-N-G, Susan. And the book is called The Killer's Wife. Let's talk first a little bit about this book because I want to discuss all your writing since you're, you have such a variety of things and topics that you enjoy. Tell us about The Killer's Wife. Uh, the Killer's Wife is, um, it, it's a little bit, I guess I would call it if you took Unsolved Mysteries, if you remember the old documentary that was on the air on television, and you mixed it with Gone Girl and a little bit of Psycho. It's those three things mixed up. So it's, it's a very dynamic novel. Give us a little bit of information about the story itself. Well, it starts off with a young woman who um, is just released from prison. Uh, she was married and her husband, uh, he's been dubbed a serial killer. So she's, she's known as the wife of a serial killer. Uh, she's, he's disappeared, but she was charged with accessory for his crimes and she served time in prison. Now she's out on parole. She's returned home to her community. Uh, her, the crimes of her husband were so sensational that they created a cult following and it was featured on uh, a, a documentary film called Strange Murders. Uh, there are a lot of people who would like to solve this crime and figure out where her husband, the hatchet murderer is hiding. So she's returned home and she's trying to make a new life for herself. Uh, meanwhile, in Chicago, there is a um, police officer who's obsessed with true crime and true crime shows. And he's become particularly obsessed with uh, this episode uh, titled The Hatchet Killer. So uh, he leaves his job and he moves out to Montana to where her home is, where she's going to be serving parole. And he works his way into parole there in Montana so that he can be her parole officer. And it, and it goes from there. I have to tell you, it sounds kind of creepy itself, you know, he's <laughs> changing up his life and going and stalking this woman, uh, essentially. So that's an interesting little twist. Um, I, you know, I, when I was reading about you, um, I noticed that not only do you write thrillers and, and they're very highly regarded, um, your readers seem to really enjoy them by the reviews, but you also write cozies and you also write romantic suspense. How do you separate each of those genres when you sit down to write? Mm. Well, I, I don't write two books at once. So usually I'm, I'm on a, uh, you know, like on a contract. And so I complete that contract for one particular genre, whatever that book might be. Um, I know some authors are able to maybe write one book in the morning and one in the afternoon. I don't think I could ever do that. So usually I'm so into the story. Um, it doesn't really even occur to me what genre it is necessarily. I just know what the story is and what I'm writing. 
Um, and, and it's just with me the entire, through the entire process. Are you an organic writer? Does it, or do I would, you uh, <laughs> I would like to be an organic writer. Um, unfortunately, I think my, my editors always require some sort of synopsis or outline mm -hmm. up front. Uh, and so I, I always do that. Uh, I rarely follow it. <laughs> Usually I get off track when I'm writing. Um, right. I think that uh what i try to do is know the characters uh well enough that i know how they'll they'll react during conflict but sometimes in a story things come up things don't go exactly the way i planned um the characters take it in a different direction and that sometimes changes uh, it makes me deviate from my original outline um i would imagine you start with a character first do you just start with an idea or a plot what happens how do you get your story started well, it kind of varies for each story. Sometimes I'm out in the wild and I see something that sparks an idea in my mind and and it and it it's just like a little germ and it and it goes from there. Uh, sometimes um, a, a certain person I meet, I think to myself, you know, they would make a great character. There's something special about that person. And it just sort of involves into a character that I know needs a place in a story. And then I I write the story around the character so it, it just varies with each story now does the genre matter if you're writing a thriller versus a cozy uh does it matter or is it always the same way for you well there's a big difference between uh, a character in a thriller story and a character in a cozy so a cozy and i i broke into publishing um in, in the major publishing houses with cozies. So I think a cozy always needs a character that's very likable, uh, that, that has some sort of hook involved. So they might have a business or something that appeals to cozy readers. That character would be very different than um, a, maybe a, a more dynamic or maybe a darker thinking character that I might write for a thriller. Yeah. Sure. Now, have you met people who have inspired your cozy characters? Oh, sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think I'm inspired. I, I don't know. I mean, especially at festivals or um, shops, something like that. And that's usually how um, my my original the, the original cozy series that I wrote was actually um, written under a pen name and it was a work for hire contract. And so that was already picked for me. Um, and I just, I just completed the contract. The second cozy series I did was, um, based on peaches, a peach farm, which I really enjoyed because I'm sort of an outdoor person, a gardener. Uh, I, that was much easier to write than maybe a shop or something like that for mm -hmm. me. Um, and so I really enjoyed learning about the entire peach industry and I went to Georgia and learned all about it. And, and it was, it was really fun. It was a fun ride. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about your love of outdoors. Tell me what you do and what do you garden? I like to vegetable garden. So we've, I've always lived rurally and I always have a large garden. So I like to garden. I like to preserve food. I like to grow vegetables for my family. Um, I grow fruit trees. I enjoy that. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I love, I love to hike. I love to fish. Um, I was raised in North Dakota and North Dakota is quite rural. I think at the time I was there, there was about 60,000 people in the entire state and it's a big state. 
So I, I grew up doing out, outdoor activities, hunting, fishing, hiking, all of that. Fun. Do you take any of your outdoor experience in with you when you're writing other than your Peaches books? It comes into every single book. I, I just started to notice a pattern not too long ago. It seems that I have a lot um, in the woods, uh, a lot in the mountains. So yes, the outdoors makes it way into, makes it, you know, it into every story I tell somehow. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, have you, have you ever traveled to, let's say you went to Georgia to learn about the peach industry, but have you followed your characters footsteps have you gone where your characters have gone in your books mm. well you mean more than just research yeah yeah <laughs> well I always go to the location where the book is set and okay. and I do that I do that because I find if I don't there's just things that I miss and people who are from that part of the country will notice it We'll let you know, um, won't they? Yes, yeah. Other than that, I just extensively research whatever it is I'm writing about. I'm I'm always fortunate to be able to find someone who can help me with what I don't know. So for the Georgia Peach Mysteries, I did go down to Perry, Georgia in that area. Mm -hmm. And I, I did spend time with the peach grower down there. And I went through the whole process from the picking all the way to through through, you know, to where products, the end products were made. Um yeah, so uh, this book for the killer's wife, uh, I needed to. The one aspect that I wasn't real um, sure about was parole work. So I was able to find um, a parole officer, a retired parole parole and probation officer, who could, you know, she essentially walked me through the day and the life of a of that type of work, um, and she was there to answer my questions. So for me, research is key, no matter yes. the genre. I research. Can you research too much? Well, I think you can research too early. So uh. I don't start with research. Uh, if I do, the research sort of takes over the story. I always wait until I'm halfway through or almost entirely through the book. Uh, the parts that I don't know that I need to research, I just kind of write around them or leave it blank. If I do research too early, then then I'm, I'm veering off into, it just takes, it takes, it kind of hijacks the story. So right. I research a tutorial when rather than the fiction that you want it to be. Um, exactly. Tell me about your writing process. I, I, I'm very curious because every person that I've spoken to, every writer has a different process to get them from start to finish. What is yours? Well, I, once I have the contract, I I start with the rough draft. So I usually just pound out a rough draft as quickly as possible. And it, it's usually ugly. It was something, it would be something I would never want anybody to read. So I just work through that rough draft first. Uh, then I, I start going back and working on each scene. I don't work by chapter, I work by scene. Uh, so when I get up in the morning, let's say I start working at 8 a.m., I read the previous day scene or maybe even go back maybe 10 scenes. And then I start looking at what my new scene is going to be. Um, and, I, and as I'm reading through my old scene, I'm always correcting and editing and, and polishing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I look at my new scene and I, I write that and I just kind of continue like that until I'm done. 
Interesting. Um, I have heard that a lot of writers tell me that the first draft is just word vomit. You just throw it out there and get your ideas on paper and then you go back and clean it up. Is that true for you? Absolutely. But you know, a lot of good things can come out of that word vomit. Oh, um, sure. I always make sure I save that rough draft because that's when I'm sort of free writing. My mind is really just letting loose and following the story that's that's there. Uh, and sometimes something really great comes out of that. Maybe I don't use it at first, but I'll pull from it later. So it is, it is sort of like, I just pound it out. I don't worry about grammar or syntax or timeline or anything. I just pound Do it out. Do you find that um, you will often write your scenes out of order? What will become your no. chapters? Do they ever, are they ever out of order? Are you strictly on a timeline going forward with your writing? Sometimes by mistake, my scenes end up out of order. Um, but no, my intention is always to write them on, on a timeline. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, do you read your dialogue out loud? No, <laughs> it's in my head. Uh, I do spend a lot of time listening to people speak. Mm -hmm. And especially um, when I'm researching, that's a huge part of researching. I might, if so, for example, if I was writing um, something set in uh, the southern part of the states, I would go to that area and just listen to how people pronounce things and how they speak uh, so that I have that in my mind as I start sure. the story. Mm -hmm. I, uh, one of the speed bumps for me as a reader is when dialogue is is basically an English class. Yeah. You know, it's it doesn't sound natural. Uh, because we, there's so many idioms and idiosyncrasies in everybody's speech that, and men and women speak differently and, and children speak differently. So it is a speed bump for me. I'm glad to hear that you, you listen to the language being spoken. That says a lot about you as a writer, uh, because those things can throw me out of a book pretty fast. So I agree. Yeah. Are you, do you like to read yourself? And if so, what do you like to read? I read a lot of different things. I love to read. I always have two or three books going. I am just halfway through uh, A Killing in the Mountain. Uh, it's Julia Keller. It's set in Appalachia. I love to read um, stories set in Appalachia. I'm fascinated with that part of the country. Uh, so I, I'm reading um, a cozy mystery that I'm getting ready to endorse. Uh, that's just, it's, it's a delightful mystery. Um, I'm reading. I always read a spiritual book or two. I like to read biographies. I'm reading a true crime book right now based on, yeah. um, it's called how to, how to Solve a Crime. And so it's sort of the procedural aspect of true crime. And so those are, those are the books I'm reading so right now. I'm going to have to introduce you to Now Appalachia, which is hosted by Elliot Parker. It's in my, the same network I'm in. And then The Cozy Corner, which is hosted by, these are all authors, um, Alexia Gordon, who herself is a, is a cozy writer. And she hosts that show. And then we have um, a, a true crime show, too. <laughs> so <laughs> I think there are, I don't know, 25 or 30 shows, different shows in this network. So um, wow. everything that appeals to you is there somewhere. You know, it's a great, um, it's a great landing spot for readers. <laughs> it, it is a good landing spot for readers. I think, I, I mean, I'm very blessed to have meet some very nice, nice and very interesting and very 
well-appreciated writers. I, I don't have a television, so I read all the time. And, um, and, you know, I have your book on my Kindle, on my tablet, actually. So I'm not giving anything away on it. Um, <laughs> what's next for you? You now you are launching The Killer's Wife. Uh, it comes out on July 18, which I think is next Tuesday, correct? And um, will you be promoting it outside the area that you live in? Do you do book signings? Do you go to libraries? What's, how does that work for you? I do all of the above. So I, yes, I, I'm, one of my big events coming up is Fan Expo in Chicago. I'll be signing copies of this book there and I'm looking forward to that. That's August 10th through 14th um, and it's in Rosemont. Um, I'm have several, several stops scheduled, libraries, bookstores, independent bookstores. Uh, I have online uh, events, Facebook events and book clubs. I also have those scheduled too. Do you like going and signing books in front of readers? Is that a, a fun thing for you? Absolutely. I always think if I could shake a reader's hand, then I'll probably be able to sell them all my books. <laughs> there's something <laughs> there's something about meeting the reader face to face and making that personal connection. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do outside of you know writing. Yes. Yeah. I. I appreciate when I meet writers. Um, I go to a lot of conferences and I they're here where I live. There's a, a lovely literary festival that happens every year. And I make sure I have all the books ahead of time so I can go and chat with all the authors. And, and some of them I know and some I'm, I just meet. But I love that part of it. I like mm -hmm. being able to sit and hear the author tell their story live because it's so different than when I read the way I'm in seeing the characters and the way I'm interpreting it may be totally different than the way you hear those characters and talk about those characters and actually use their dialogue. So it's fascinating to me to hear, to, to meet authors in person. I hope you have a very successful tour. Tell us where we can find you out there on the, the web. You can go to my website, uh, com. I'm on uh, Facebook at Susan Furlong Author. Same on Instagram, Susan Furlong Author. On Twitter as Furlong underscore Sue. Um, and I'm also on Threads, the new platform. Oh, that's <laughs> getting right. Started. Yeah, getting the, started. That Meta started. Yes, I, I've been reading about that. I'm not a big tweeter or a thread. I don't know. What do they call it when you're on Threads now? What is I, it? Threader? <laughs> I don't know. A threader? Maybe? I have I no know. idea. Isn't that wild? I, I'll have to go uh -huh. figure that out. <laughs> um, anybody you want to give a shout out to? I'd like to thank um, my publisher, 7th Street Books, and uh, Dan Mayer, my editor. Uh, Start Publishing, my agent, Jessica Faust. She agented this book. Um, so I'd like to thank all of them. Oh, fabulous. Susan, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Um, I wish you the most success and have fun on your book tours. Thank you so much for being with me today. And thank you. Thank readers. you, Pam. Thank you, Pam. <laughs>